the volume. The Sessions podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Let me tell you a few reasons why. First of all, they are America's number one sportsbook. Duh. Uh, it's super easy to use. It's safe and secure. No tomfoolery. Fast payouts. As quick as two hours. And there's also so many different betting types. You know, the same game parlay bets, live betting, player props, features, you name it. We got it over here. I mean, there's risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, so much more. It's all here, all in one app, all in one place. The fast payouts and the safe and security. I mean, come on. Now, guys, if you're new, you just have to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and get started right now. Sign up with the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, so they know that your girl sent ya. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the session. Welcome to the program. So excited to uh, kick this episode off. Before we get into it, though, wanted to let everybody know that if you head on over to thevolume.com and hit that merch tab, that's where you can get your Renee and the Sessions merch. It's all up there. We've got, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it on my Twitter or my Instagram the other day, but it's like a baseball tee that has my face on it, but I've got on like a little Bowie makeup. With the tour dates on the back, which is like the guests, their hometown, date that the episode aired, all that really, really cool stuff. I, I love the way that this turned out. There's also an awesome, very super comfy hoodie. It says the sessions. There's a baseball hat. We got you covered. Also, I mean, every podcast on the volume has their merch over there. So if there's another show that you also happen to like, you want to check it out, it's all over there, thevolume.com and hit that merch tab. Um, all right, guys, let's get into this episode. I've been wanting to have this person on the podcast for some time. I find her so interesting. Dare I say the best booty in the game? I don't think that that's up for debate. I think that this is a fact. I will stand by it. Hell of a booty. Didn't even ask her about her, but shame, shame, shame. Well, at least I'm giving credit right here, right? In the intro. I am joined by Sunny Kiss, somebody who I feel doesn't get enough credit for their work in the ring. I mean, I feel like she really brings it. Oh man. And like, what a cool conversation where, I mean, we covered so much stuff in this. You know, we talked about the match with Cody Rhodes. We talk about tagging with Joey Janela, working with Joey Janela, all of these things, but also just the push and pull of masculinity versus femininity. And I just thought that it was a really interesting conversation that I feel like most people can probably relate to in some way or another. But anyways, let's just get into it. Here she is. Here's Sunny Kiss. Before we 
me like start start. I know you're comfortable with both pronouns. Is there one that you prefer me to use? Most of my personal life, my friends and my family are kind of adapting to she, her. It's really interesting to me because I think all my life I've always had that complex of like, what do I feel like more of? Most of my coworkers say she, her. In my personal life, I will be someone's wife when I get married. But I'm also my mom's son still just because she's having, you know, she's getting, adapting to that. I don't know. I, I, most people just call me she, her. So, Is that one of those things that you feel like you, I mean, I, I guess, you know, to be comfortable with both, but is that more so to make other people comfortable or for you? These days, like even some of my fans, they'll use they. And like, at first I was just kind of like, eh, that's not really for me. But now I'm kind of like getting to the point where it's like, okay, like if this is the way fans kind of see you and it's just like, why take that away from them? You know, they might feel more seen because I'm gender fluid and using the they pronoun might allow them to feel more comfortable and to be more um, represented. Do we want to get into the gender fluidity? Do we, do you want to talk about that? About like identifying as that? Yeah. Like I, I, I always find it really interesting and I love being able to have these conversations and I do think it's really cool for other people to be able to hear these conversations and just to kind of understand and yeah, to, I think just have more awareness about it. So talk to me about it. When did you decide that this was for you? I've always known and I've always felt it. I don't think I really, really embraced it until I had an open relationship. Um, not open relationship, that sounds so weird. <laughs> a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> until I had a, a public relationship with my boyfriend, who was a wrestler at the time as well. You know, we were open to the public with our relationship. So I feel like the more and more they went on and they would kind of like, you know, ask us questions and I would kind of feel like, well, he calls me his girlfriend and... I feel like I'm his girlfriend and I always say I'm going to be your wife. And I don't know. I just kind (laughs) of like, I just always felt like that made more sense to me. I don't know. How long have you guys been together? Well, we're not together anymore. We're together. Because I was like kind of looking on both of your profiles to see, to to understand. So, okay, we don't need to get into that. Yeah, we're we're, we're still friends though. I know. That's why I was like, well, I see that Sunny has liked this picture. And obviously it's still like a a good situation. So I wasn't exactly sure what the situation was there. (laughs) So good to know. Um, okay, I'm super excited to have you on the show. How are you doing? What's going on? What a world to be living in. I mean, wrestling is just great right now. Things are looking awesome. I actually just this morning went back to rewatch your match that you had with Cody because I feel like that was really one of those matches that put you on the map. Let's go back to that moment of you getting into that match with Cody and having that moment on TV and sort of the reaction from the wrestling world to get to see you really in a match where you could like go. That whole week, my palms were so sweaty. Like I was like, oh my God, I can't wait this is happening because Cody actually came up to me and told me like literally the week before. Because at that point, I hadn't had that many TV matches and stuff like that. So I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. This is so cool. And then um, I went into the match thinking like, okay, like I'm just going to go into it and show people that I can just be just a wrestler. But I think Cody was just like, you know, we're going to get the trailers for you. And I was kind of like, okay. Oh my God. That entrance was amazing. And like the use of having the Jacksonville Jaguars cheerleaders there with you was of course great. You're at Daly's place. Like 
why not lean on those cheerleaders? Bring them in. So I have a dance background, obviously, and um, I grew up oh, dancing. Oh, I know, and we're gonna get into it. <laughs> I grew up I dancing. I grew up, you know, in the cheerleading world and all that stuff. And uh, I choreographed the routine myself. I told the girls I wanted to, you know, kind of show them what I had, you know. And uh, the girls were awesome. Did you feel like the need to kind of like flex on them to be like? I know what I'm doing too. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I, I definitely just wanted to have a hand in what I was doing and what was what I felt was my moment. And I think the girls understood that and they were so, like super cool about it. Like, yeah, let's do it. It was so much fun. Um, in the yellow gear. Love the yellow gear. Thank you. It was inspired. It was done by Sandra Gray, Sandra Gray Originals. Shout out to Sandra. <laughs> Miss Sandra's the best. She is uh, done by Sandra and uh, it was inspired by the cartoon Totally Spies. Oh, you know what? I do really love when people put a lot of like thought into their gear like that of like a little homage to something or a throwback to something, whatever. So um, I, I've always been uh, very appreciative of that, especially when doing commentary. You need to like interject some little things like that. It's always super helpful to know. Um, what was your reaction to um, like after the match? I mean, people seem to really be applauding you, uh, seeing you in a, in a big moment like that. Yeah, I was very, very pleased with the reviews and all that stuff. I was super, super, super nervous, but I definitely felt like I still showed enough to the point where I let people know that I'm here and, you know, this is my coming out party. And yeah, I was very pleased with the reviews and even just the viewership and all that stuff. And I was very, very happy about it. And I thought like, I, you know, I was very happy for myself. I was very, very like, Good job, Sunny. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, it was very, very cool. Yeah, it was nice to like jog my memory of that again. I'm like, oh my God, what a great moment that was. It was really, really cool. Thank you so much. Um, all right, we're going to go way back. We're talking Jersey City. Grew up in Jersey City in the shadows of New York City. What was that like for you growing up in the city like that, having this performers, stars in your eyes kind of situation? Like, what were you like as a kid? When did you start to get that spark of like, I am a ham, I want to be front and center, like <laughs> having that performer's itch? When did that start to uh, to become super evident to you? That started really early. Um, I've always loved, I used to like <laughs> be in my living room and I would like put on music videos and make the choreography. What were like your go-to music videos? What were like your, like, especially like with like a dancer's background, like what did you grow up on that you're like, I think I can do this? I'm a nostalgia junkie, so everything from the 90s, 2000s era, I'm, I was born 93. I have 93 on my necklace right here. <laughs> I am totally obsessed with nostalgia. So, like, it was, like, NSYNC and Britney and Janet Jackson was, like, a big inspiration to me. And Maya and, you know, Usher, all these different awesome, you know, pop stars. Like, I was super, super inspired by them. Destiny's Child, everybody. So, when did wrestling enter the fray for you I mean I I know the parallels obviously between both of those worlds but it's like you're either going to go down one path and you're auditioning for x y and z or you know dancing for so and so or whatever or you are like where else in performing can I kind of fit in and find my groove when did wrestling become that path that you wanted to walk down I've always loved wrestling as a kid. I grew up, um, well, actually, it's so funny. I always say the story. Um, I <laughs> discovered wrestling through the video games. So I played Revenge. <laughs> it was the first game I played. No, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I, wa- I played the wrestling game before I actually watched it on TV. Who would you play? Who would you be? So 
So I would be like Rey Mysterio, Alex Wright, Disco Inferno, Chris Jericho, people like that. Yeah. That is so funny. Okay, so when did you actually start watching wrestling? Uh, I think that was probably like in 2000, 2001. Maybe, I, I think probably earlier, but I think when I became like a real, real fan, it was like very tail end of the Attitude Era and getting into this aggression. So when did like the training aspect start to, to creep in? Two of my friends were just like, hey, like you love wrestling and stuff like that. You're super athletic, you know, you're from your dance background or whatever. And he's like, why don't you just come to this place called uh, East Coast Professional Wrestling in like Hiawatha, New Jersey. That's where I started. And I basically was like, okay, like I'll try it out. So I kind of was training sporadically for like two years. I wasn't taking wrestling as serious. I didn't know someone like me could even make it this far. Like it was like, you know, this is unheard of. It's it's not going to happen. In terms of what, what made you think that you couldn't do that? Not seeing someone like yourself to be represented? Yeah, I feel like, People definitely had their doubts. And even people in my own family were just like, I don't know about this, baby. Like, you are, you know, such an anomaly. And you're someone that's very, very different. And who knows if the world's going to take, you know, to what you're doing and who you are. But I definitely was just like, I had the energy of like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it, you know, balls to the wall. I'm not going to hold back if I'm going to be me or no one at all. So I definitely came in with that moxie and kind of that's what that's how I felt. Like I was very honest with myself about that. It's such a funny thing with wrestling because I do feel like wrestling and wrestlers generally are like a very welcoming group of people. Do you like they they, yes it's like yes and no because there's times that it's like there's some stuff that is so stuck and like archaic and as much as you try to push forward with things it's like oh my gosh like how many people do we need to push this boulder that it can feel like it's such heavy lifting but at the same time I do feel like there's so many different like niches and pockets where people can just be whoever they are and they're so celebrated for being whoever they are. So it's sort of a catch 22 of like finding those spots that you fit in. But when you find those spots, like they certainly do exist. I think that it's definitely a lot better in the 2020s as well. I think, you know, from the last decade into now, I definitely think it's a lot better. When I came in in 2013, it definitely was not like that. It was still progressing and, you know, it wasn't as bad, but it's gotten progressively better over the last decade for sure. And I think with people like myself and Nyla and Bowens and Layla and Kira and Diamante, Aubrey, I can name all of them all, uh, Sonya Deville, everybody with the movement, you know, stuff like that, Jake Atlas, everybody's been kind of chipping at the wall and kind of, you know, we're going to break this wall down and I feel like that's kind of what what it is. What do you think are some of the better ways or like ideas to do better storytelling for the LGBTQ community on television? I know it's like, it's always like a loaded question of like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, I don't know to like come up with these ideas, but yeah, I mean, it's needs to be done. Just letting them be them, letting, letting the community be like letting everyone individually be themselves. I think that's honestly the best way to call it. Cause like, People, you know, as far as like storylines, like feel like it has to be, you know, it has to push the envelope, you know, and I feel like it doesn't have to. I feel like you can have, you know, a storyline with an openly gay male and a cisgender straight male and it still be cool. Like when you look at Bowens on TV, you don't think of Bowens as like, oh, the gay wrestler. He's just Anthony Bowens. People don't look at Layla and even identify her really like they don't go to that, you know, immediately. 
I feel like just kind of letting everybody just be them. Even like with me, like I pitch storylines all the time that isn't about my sexuality, isn't about the way I look. It's just straight up, you know, ideas that will just keep me in dialogue with the fans. Like what kind of things, like what kind of ways do you think are that you wanted to highlight stuff like that? It's what, more about being used. Like I, I can't really do it if I'm not really being used, but it's just more about just being seen, you know, by the audience and being in dialogue with them. Hopefully like with this year coming, I, you know, able to get opportunities. Hopefully I'll be able to, you know, tell those stories and be in the dialogue with them and kind of like give that representation from my point of view. I feel like it's a conversation that I've definitely been having um, a lot. I feel like either on this show or on my, on my serious show, where it's talking about diversity and we've been talking a lot about, um, you know, black wrestlers being able to tell better stories and have better storylines and have better championship runs, et cetera, et cetera. And I think also having this conversation about the LGBTQ community being able to do these great storylines as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Sonya Deville. I know that that was something that she was fighting for a lot in WWE. And I, I really, I can't wait to see her get to do some of those stories. She's so damn talented and she's so good. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, let's just, let's get Sunny out there to begin with and we can tell these stories. And I want to, you know, definitely say like, I love being at AEW and I think that it's awesome that AW allows all of their LGBTQ talent to be themselves and allows everyone in the community to, you know, just diversity in general, like allow them to embrace that. And the company does embrace it. Like we have, you know, Tony Khan is a brown man, Mega is a brown woman. They are, you know, being inclusive and, you know, allowing diversity to be seen for sure. So I think I definitely want to make that statement. I just, I'm just saying I, you know, can't tell my own stories if I'm not, shown. So we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. 100%. Um, one of the things that I also really love that you have been doing was working with Joey Janela. I love you to you two as like a tag team, I think is fantastic. Why are we not doing more of this? I loved you and Joey together. Oh my God. Teaming with Joey was crazy. I absolutely Yeah, he's it. nuts. <laughs> I love Joey Janela so much. Joey, Joey works very, very hard. I don't think people really realize that. He works very hard. And he's so, like, he cares so much about this business. And, you know, even like his match with your husband, like that match was amazing. They're like, that match was so good. I think that was like one of John's like first big matches with AEW was with Joey. I know John's a big fan of Joey's. Joey proves time and time again that he is just ready for any opportunity that's that's thrown his way. He's awesome. And teaming with him, he always pushes me to step outside the box because sometimes I can be a little complacent and I'm very shy and very nervous. Wait, you are? You're a shy and nervous person? Really? I'm very shy and very nervous. I mean, I've definitely gotten better with with our feud, you know, after our tag team was over. I became a lot more like, I don't give a, you know, I'm going to kick to that, you know, like I've gotten more intense and yeah, I would, I will say definitely before that, I definitely was like a little like, Ooh, I don't know if I should do this or, Ooh, you know, uh, how do I do that? And Joey would definitely basically help me step outside the box and be taken more serious for sure. That's interesting. I never would have thought of you as like being a nervous person or like a nervous performer or anything like that. Cause I, you never see it. You always just seem like you were like ready to go. How do you, how do you like overcome that? I mean, I've definitely had moments when I've like 
felt nervous or you go in like I would like go through like these like ebbs and flows where there's times that I felt like I was like super confident and good and I wouldn't shake wouldn't waver nothing like that but then there's other times that I'm like oh shit what okay so I'm gonna get really deep for a second um my biggest issue honestly like being being a wrestler it was more so in my own head for sure but um having that complex in my head of oh my god if I'm like this this is too aggressive and too masculine and when I'm like tough it like creates like a complex in my head. And then I feel like toughness isn't attractive or, you know, appealing when I do it because I just feel like I wasn't born a woman. I think a lot of times, like I would hold back with fear of not being seen as attractive and feminine like I am. So for the longest time, a lot of times, like in a lot of matches, I would definitely like, you know, wouldn't really like go full force the way I really could. And I definitely didn't know mentally which way to really, really be. But I re- learned that I can be super strong and powerful and tough and jacked and muscular and still be sexy and feminine and all that stuff. And I think that that was like the biggest thing for sure. It's such an interesting juxtaposition because, I mean, I've definitely felt that way before. If I feel like, like even just like, you know, going to the gym and the way that I'm working out to the way that my body looks to different things like that, that it's so funny the way that our brains work and what we think of as being feminine and what we think of as being beautiful and what we think other people think of as being beautiful and feminine. It can be such a mind fuck. It's crazy rather than just like fully leaning into these like incredible qualities that you have you feel that you want to downplay them what the fuck is with that why are we like that i would stop working out because i feel like i would be emasculating men i would pretend i wasn't as strong as i was all my life i would definitely like try not to be seen in a masculine way being that I'm, i wasn't born a female i i wanted guys to be attracted to me still by just being me So I felt like I had to be as womanly as possible or feminine as possible for them to, you know, find me somewhat attractive. You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. Like, that's bad. How have you overcome this? Is this something you still are struggling with? With this whole storyline and development of my character, the beautiful badass, it's literally making that statement now of I'm tough, I'm strong, I'm sexy, and I'll still kick your ass. Now that I've kind of developed with the storyline with Joey and, you know, getting involved with all that blood and, you know, and just being inspired by Deathmatch Wrestling and like um, all of these people that are like going super, super hard on TV and really, really making a name for themselves and just really just going all out and, you know, for lack of better term, making an ass of themselves by just not caring. I definitely use that as inspiration. I also just feel like too, with my career going forward, I don't want to be, you know, continuously in the back burner. Like, I want people to say, like, yo, Sunny, Sunny can go too. Sunny's not just like, you know, just some filler wrestler. Like, no, like Sunny can go. So that's what, definitely that's what I wanted to portray, and I wanted that to be real. And so I really, really, you know, dug deep for that, and I really, really felt in my heart and soul that it doesn't really matter how feminine I am and how strong I look, I can still be, you know, feminine and sexy. Of course, and like. I think it's really cool too. I mean, you talked about like, you know, when you started in like 2013 to where we are now and just everyone's minds are more open. Everybody is all these different body types in different shapes and whatever. 
are so much more visible on television. We're, I think everyone's idea of what beauty is, is morphing and is continuing to morph. And like, thank God for that. Cause like trying to fit into all of these molds of like, and, and I mean, no shade at all, but it's like when you look at like what the initial idea of like being a diva was to how we are looking at uh, female wrestlers nowadays is like, holy shit, like it's so different and it's so nice to see. Yeah, but even like interesting enough too, like I, when I look at other people, I don't have these same thoughts for them like I do myself. I thought China was sexy. I, I think Nikki Bella is super sexy. I, I think Beth Phoenix is sexy. It's like, they're all different kinds of body types. I didn't- I am like Beth's like fan club member number one. I- Love Beth Phoenix. Beth is, oh my God, Beth is a goddess. All these different beautiful, strong body types. And Molly Holly was so fit and gorgeous. And Jazz was stunning. And Jacqueline and all these tough women. And I never thought once, like, that doesn't look womanly or feminine. It's all in my own mind. I know and I get it. Because I mean, I think that so many people can relate to that. Is there anything worse than knowing that you are just getting in your own way by thinking about these things. And it's it's not easy to just acknowledge that and shake it off. It's like, no, it's like it takes so long to like figure out accepting yourself, accepting your body, accepting these like gifts that you've been given and highlighting them rather than trying to like ignore them because it's not the normal thing. Like even just for like myself – it's like, I always remember, like, when I look back at pictures from, like, when I first started in WWE, I mean, I was, like, 27, something like that. Now I'm, like, 36. So looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, I look so, like, thin. But it's like, all I would do is just do cardio. I would only do cardio. And I've always been super strong, but I would never lean into it. I would always just be like, no, nah, I'll just do cardio. I'll just lift, like, five, 10-pound weights. It's like, bitch, you know you can lift more than that. You know you're stronger than that. Like, use your body for what it's for. Like, I have super strong legs, and I've always been really, like, just aware of them. If someone would be like, oh, my God, you, your legs look jacked, I'm like, shut the fuck up. I know. Like, shut up. Like, I would hate it. But then it's like, what a dumb thing. Like, why feel like that? It's it's so weird. The, like, stereotypes that have been ingrained in our brains from such a young age. Oof. A deep dive right there. Can I just say how like you're literally aging backwards? <laughs> you you're literally aging backwards. And like me, like I was a fan of yours for a long time. Thank you. Going back like when you were doing total divas and you were doing like the after party stuff. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> after total divas. Oh fuck. And you would always stir uh... the pot. <laughs> I love a little pot stirring. Yeah. It's my my wheelhouse. I love it. I'm a huge fan. Um, also, I'd just like to circle back to Beth really quickly because I love that Beth was one of those women that was such a huge role model for women when we didn't even know. We didn't even know what we had in a Beth Phoenix at the time. Completely and the agree. fact that she came up through a certain generation went away, and now she's wrestling again as her prime self in a generation of these newer women and these different 
these just different types of women. I love that Beth is back in the mix with that, that she can get the proper flowers that she deserves. She's definitely part of the revolution to me, in my opinion, of for course. sure. Agreed. And Mickey as well. Like it definitely have the Mickey. Mickey is incredible, incredible. And I'm so glad to see that, you know, she's having the opportunity to be a part of that company and to, too. Oh my God. It's such an amazing time right now. Everybody's doing super, super, super well. It is really cool to see so many different outlets and everyone's thriving and all these forbidden doors are just being blasted open. And it's, it's so cool. So that being said, who do you want to work with? What are like some of your dream scenarios of people that you would love to tangle it up with? I've always been a huge Rob Van Dam fan. I've always been like super, super like, you know, obsessed, like big, big fan. And I was supposed to work him at an indie show. Well, it was supposed to be like a tag. I think it was supposed to be uh, myself. And I think it was Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn versus, I think it's Rob Van Dam. Katie Forbes and, you know, I think it was going to be like a next tag match, whatever. And I got vaccinated the day before and it took me out. So that needs to be revisited. Also, can we talk about the fact that he also ages in reverse and it's crazy? Um, okay, so aside from eventually getting back in the ring with Rob Van Dam, who who else? Whether it's somebody like within AEW, like a storyline that you would love to get into, other people in other companies, like what what are some dream situations, bucket list things for Sunny Kiss? I'm like so like bring it all to me. You know what I mean? Like I definitely would love to be able to just work with everybody in our company. Like we have so many awesome you know, amazing veterans in our company that I would love to work with. But as far as like storylines, um, I just recently had an idea and I was going to pitch it to TK. I wasn't really sure yet. I was going to pitch because, you know, there's like top flight, right? This, they're an amazing tag team, Dante and Darius. Darius, I don't know when his return is. When he does come back, I was going to pitch to be like the flight attendant. Like, obviously it would just be like, I was still wearing my, wear my gear, but it would be like sexy, like flight attendant gear. It may have sounded, you know, a little cheesy, but I was like, it's going to be fun. I love things like that in wrestling. I love when stuff is supposed to be like fun and like, yeah, lean into that stuff. I think it's great. Yeah, me too. I, I definitely think like it would be an awesome dynamic with the three of us. Okay, so you're a huge nostalgia junkie. Let's get into that. Um, I was doing a little research on this. When you say that, I mean, I know you kind of mentioned some of the bands and stuff that you listen to, whether it's like NSYNC, Britney, a little Janet. That's where some of like the dance inspiration and whatnot comes from. What do you listen to before you get hyped for a match? Uh, I listen to everything. I, I'm a big, 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 probably the biggest Limp Bizkit fan in the world. Um, <laughs> I love Limp Bizkit. Can we not get like some way for you to work with Fred Durst? That seems possible. I was on stage with Limp Bizkit three years ago. It was the coolest thing. <laughs> Did you get to dance and stuff? So I was on stage with him. It was Rock Allegiance. And um, he called a lot of fans on stage. And I feel like I was robbed of a moment because <laughs> this, is me being, this is me being selfish, a selfish fan. This new generation with the cameras everywhere, the cameras in his face, and they're all running around really rowdy. I feel like you're on stage. You're on stage with Limp Bizkit. Obviously, this is a huge part of a lot of our childhoods. Soak in that moment. And I feel like they were just kind of running around just like with their phones in there. It was just, it was really packed. It was like 40, 50 people on stage though. So they all got in your way and got in your light when you could have had a moment with Fred Durst. Yes, because I would have been singing um, all the lyrics and just dancing with him and having fun. 
it was still really, really cool to have that, you know, be able to do that. And it was funny because he said, biggest Limp Bizkit fan, you know, come up on stage. And all my friends are like, that's you, that's you. <laughs> Super funny. He called me by name. Here I go. And then oh, that's funny you say that. So he was trying to crowd surf. Obviously, you can't crowd surf. You can't body surf someone if you have your hand, phone in your hand. He was doing that and he fell right in front of me because people were not holding him up. I know. Shut up. Fell right in front of me. And guess what he goes? He goes, oh, it's the wrestler. I said, shut up. Yeah, I freaked out. I was like, no freaking way. He knows who I am. Oh, my God. That's like a huge deal. I feel like this needs to be in like the bio for your Twitter. Sunny Kiss, known by Fred Durst. Yeah, no, it's super cool. <laughs> but I definitely like um Biscuit is, you know, in my heavy rotation uh, plays all the time. I just uh, recently purchased his five new albums. You know the band, the Boy Man Five? Wait, what songs did they do that's familiar to me? Maybe when the lights go out. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So I just bought their new album. Uh, I love, you know, all the things from the era, all the post-grunge stuff. Um, I was listening to Crossfade recently, Three Doors Down. Um, I like a lot of rap stuff, too, a lot of R&B. Um, it, depends, it depends on my mood, too. So I'll definitely get in, like, a 70s soul kind of vibe, too. I like 60s rock. I like a lot of different stuff. What about, like, TV shows? I watch reality TV a lot, but <laughs> I also binge watch a lot of, like, crime documentaries, I can watch First 48 for 12 hours straight. There's times where I've definitely done that. Like, I've ordered food. I've ordered, I've had snacks just laid out on my couch and watched the First 48 for, like, hours. Oh, that sounds like a perfect day. That sounds so nice. My, like, perfect, like, date would be, like, honestly, just, like, shacked up on the couch and watching TV. I'm the most simplistic person. Like, I'm super, super easy to, like, navigate with. I'm super, like, easy. Do you have a type when it comes to dating? Not really. I wouldn't say a type because I like all different kinds of guys. I'm not as shallow as I used to be. You know, I'm 28 years old. Oh, did you used to be super shallow? I wouldn't say like that. I was used to be shallow. I just, I had some shallow things. Like I wanted to date a guy who's taller than me. Then again, we're going back to that, oh my God, feminine and masculine ridiculousness. So I definitely want to date a guy who's taller than me. I definitely want to date a guy who like had a certain, like I love beards. I love a beard too. I'm with you. When John clean shaves his face, I'm like, who's this man? Freaks me out. I don't like when his beard's like super messy. For a while, it was insane. He's got like thick, thick beard hair too. But if it's like a very well manicured beard, I don't like that. It has to be like in between. I get what you're saying. Um, Definitely has to have, has to have some organized chaos. Yes. Yes. Okay. So a beard is on the list. Anything else beyond the beard? We just like a bearded man. It's not a necessity, though. I would, I would be lying. I would be lying to you if I said I look for beards only. I would... <laughs> Beard or bust. That's it. <laughs> I don't mind. I like certain things that I do like, but not a necessity. I like, I like bald guys. Oh, okay. But I also like guys with long hair. Well, now you're asking for a lot. You want no hair. You want all the hair. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just super all over the place. Like, I I like all different kinds. FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, baby. Now, to celebrate new customers, uh, you can bet five bucks to win 280 bucks in cash on either team to win when you use the promo code Renee. That's R E N E E when you're registering. 
That's right. Hear me. You're going to get winnings in cold, hard cash because we know that cash is always better than free bets. So what am I looking for for the Super Bowl? You better believe that I'm putting my money on the Bengals. These are my guys as a new Cincinnati resident. I am leaning hard into the Bengals. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, this guy is going to get it done. I just feel like momentum is on their side. I feel like they're going into this as the underdogs and they're going to shock the world. Also, can we give a little shout out to McPherson for being the most clutch kicker in all of football? Man, making the city proud. Bengals are going to get this done because you're in the jungle. Also, FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Louisiana. Okay. Listen, New Orleans, my one of my favorite cities in the whole world. I'll come down there and I will play and I will party. Let's do this. Um, you know, there's just really no better place to bet Super Bowl 56 than right on FanDuel Sportsbook. There's tons of promotions for new and existing customers. They've got same game parlays where you can combine small bets for bigger wins tons of Super Bowl props, and plenty, plenty more. So don't miss your chance to turn 5 bucks into 280 bucks in cash. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use the promo code Renee to make every moment more this Super Bowl. Again, use the promo code R-E-N-E-E exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Maximum bonus $280. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee's site credit expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369 for New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 for Tennessee. Or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Talk to me about your family. What's your family dynamic? Who like give me give me a family rundown. I love knowing what people's like family lives are like. Like what you grew up with. I love knowing all this stuff. I like to paint a picture. My family's cool. Um I feel like um we're, we're not as close as I would want us to be, to be honest. Like, I'm not going to just sit here and lie. We're not as close as we, I would want us to be. But we try. We really do try. Um, my brother and my sister are very different from me. Um, I actually have an older sister and a younger sister. They both don't live with me. and we were, They weren't in my immediate family. Dad had children with different women. We're all very different. Um, you know, we're all into different things. Um, my brother is like, wants to be like an entrepreneur. My sister is like, a psychologist and you know we're all kind of just into like different things have they been out to a show have they been able to like see you in action my mom my sister and my nieces yes but my dad no 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 my dad <laughs> what did, i don't think my dad would. is it because he it, he's just not a wrestling fan yeah it's complicated with my dad <laughs> it's a little complicated okay um gotcha Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, my mom, my sister, my nieces, they all loved it. My nieces, honestly, I think my youngest, not even, no, my oldest niece, she, like, wants to, like, be a wrestler herself. Like, she's super, she'll watch all of Charlotte and Sasha Banks' matches. 
literally all day long. And she was just like, you know, Auntie, Auntie Sunny, like I want, I want, I want a Charlotte figure for Christmas. And I'm just like, <laughs> I got you. Like, I, I love Sasha Banks. She's super cool. I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. You have an action figure, don't you? I do not. The audacity. Girl, you tell me. <laughs> I got scanned for it though. About two and a half years ago. You know what you got to do is I love a good online petition. <laughs> Online petitions are where I like to go to get shit done. It works like 40% of the time, but hey, it's got to put it out there to people. We need to see this booty pop in in an action figure because like, oh my God, it would be the best. This needs to happen. Internet, we now know what to do. We now know that it is upon us to become the, the knights to, uh, to go to battle for a sunny kiss action figure. We certainly need this in our lives. I love that. Let them hear it. Run up in comments. So 2022, what, uh, what, what do you want to do? What's, what are some of the goals that you have that you want to achieve? I mean, whether, I mean, we've talked in the ring a lot. What about outside the ring? What other kind of things do you want to do? Uh, I definitely want to hopefully move out of New Jersey. <laughs> okay, where do you want to go? I think in Florida or Orlando or Charlotte. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. What's the holdup? Like, I feel like we can get you out of there. This can happen. I don't really know. I just kind of, it's it's more so me. It's, it's definitely my own, it, it's me my own head for sure. It's, it's a hassle though. It's a hassle. Oh, it's a kick in the dick. 100%. Holy shit. Like we just moved. I can't even say we just moved. We've lived here for like three months now. And every time I like walk into a room, I'm like, oh, who's going to decorate this? Who's going to like, it's so much work. There's still like, well, we don't have boxes anywhere still. Thank God. But like, it is a lot of work. Moving is a lot of work, but there's something so fun about like unpacking in a new house and putting stuff away, checking out your new neighborhood. It is. And that new like house, like fresh smell. <laughs> yeah. And it also like just like on a personal level of like growing as a person, going to a new city. And I mean, if you went to Florida or something, you'd have so many friends around you anyways. If I moved to Orlando, I definitely would have friends on almost every, in every neighborhood. And yeah. Yeah, you could not go to the grocery store without running into a wrestler in Florida. Yeah, and I'm definitely like strongly considering it. It's just more so a matter of like settling on. But my lease is up here in June. So then it's time to get on a little Zillow and start doing some searches because it needs to happen. Everything about New Jersey is awesome. I love, love New Jersey. I'm born and raised here. It's a wonderful state. It's actually very, very diverse, very unique place to live because it's so like everything is accessible and you know it's definitely it's very different from every place probably the world i just feel like it's so diverse and cool and jersey gets a weird bad rap why do people hate on jersey so much i don't know but it's jersey's super progressive and it's it's the only thing about jersey that sucks and this is where i was getting to i love everything about new jersey but the cost of living is absolutely terrible the cost of living is dangerously high. I know. It's shocking. It's so upsetting. Um, when I, I was living in New York, when John and I first met and he was in Vegas and I was like, well, I guess it makes more sense for me to move out there with you, blah, blah, blah. When I moved out there, I was like, oh my God, why have I been spending so much money in rent there? 
it was great. Like I loved living in New York. I loved living in Toronto. Toronto's notoriously super expensive too. I love Toronto. Isn't it the best? I love that city. My favorite place to visit in the world. People, people always go, Oh, I like Madrid or I like, um, you know what I mean? Like always ever like create like places all over the world. My favorite place is Toronto, Ontario. Why? What do you love so much about it? Because, I mean, I'm on board with you. I love Toronto. I'm such a homer. Like, not London. Like, not Taiwan. Like, not all these places. Yes. I love Toronto, Ontario. Yes. <laughs> and people want to think I'm super crazy. Like, like, why is that your favorite place to like, visit? What is it about Toronto that pumps you up? I don't know. <laughs> You're just drawn to it. You gravitate toward it. The, I don't know if it's the, it's the, all of the experiences that I had there. I'm, I love it. I love being there. You need to find you a nice Canadian boy and settle down in Canada. You will not regret it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Canadian men, they're, they're super nice. That's for sure. They are. You'll at least have that going for you. That's such a stereotype, but it's generally pretty true. Oh, I mean, you want to talk about a good beard. Canada knows how to do a good beard. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Toronto's great. But anyways, when you move away from somewhere where you're paying an arm and a leg to live and then you move somewhere like Florida where it's so much cheaper, your whole world opens up. It's crazy. You've got extra money to go on trips or to like, you know, buy some of the things that you wanted. It's, it is such a game changer. Um, is your whole family still in Jersey? Is that why you're, why you stay there for the most part? My immediate family, they're all pretty, my brother lives in Pennsylvania. My sister lives about like 10 miles away. Not too, too bad. My immediate family's here, but I'm not, I, honestly, at this point, I'm kind of just like, like whatever. You're over it. You're over I'm it. For, it's time I, to go. Yeah. It's me. It's my mind. I'm procrastinating for sure. It's definitely okay, Well, me. the jig is up. The jig is up. You're leaving. In June, <laughs> you're moving. My family, a lot of them live in Alabama and in the South Mississippi and stuff like that. I have my father family from South Carolina. Okay. See, it's yeah. uh, It's, it's so funny. So I was, uh, I, I did one of those 23andMe thingies. Have you done oh, what'd you get back? It was so crazy. So obviously, it's primarily African heritage, East Africa and West Africa. Most, I know my dad's family, a lot of them are from East Africa. Um, and then there, there's my father has heritage in the Middle East, uh, in um, Europe, and they're a little bit of British. Obviously, there was some British. There was Middle East. There was uh, like one, one eighth of Filipino. I was like, whoa, that was an interesting one. Um, that my mom's father's father's mother. There's some Italian there, but yeah, it was primarily East and West African with some European West Asian. I've always been really interested to check one of those out, but yeah, I'm like, mine's just going to say like, I don't know, like maybe like a little Scottish or Irish or British, something like that. I don't know. I feel like there wouldn't be anything that exciting in mine. You might be shocked. You might be shocked. I was on there too. And so uh, and that's where I was getting to, like, as far as like, you know, seeing where people are from, like South Carolina and all that stuff. And it kind of shows you, like, your relatives have migrated here. And then it'll, it'll show you like your family members and your cousins and your third cousin and fourth cousin. And it's like, I have full blown, 100% white, full blown cousins, third cousin. And I'm like, oh, like, holy, like, <laughs> like, how are you my third cousin? And you're like, 100% white. 
but obviously with DNA. Wow. Yeah. I was just like, that's super, super that's nuts. So cool. I thought it was super cool. I, I connected with a couple of people on there too. And I'm just like, Hey guys, you know, <laughs> like, but they would kind of message me and they were just like, Hey, like I would love to like find more of my relatives. And I kind of said the same thing to them. That's really neat. It's super, super, super cool. I think everyone should probably do it. And you know, really, really discover. Yeah. I mean, the fact that that's an option that we have to like, really go into our own family heritage and our bloodline and all that it is pretty cool to check out and certain things too like my mom um is a direct descendant of the creek muscogee tribe and you kind of like think like your percentages are going to go more one way and you're just like oh it's totally it's not like how do i have more european than native american i was like what but i think also too with your siblings like you guys can all develop like you can have the same parents, but you can your percentages can be different. You can develop the DNA in a different way. Yeah, because you can develop from your grandfather, from your great grandfather, from your mother, from your father. Like you can develop it in a different way than anybody else could. Yeah, you know what John and I actually had? We had the kits to do it. And then a friend of ours who's like a scientist, he's like, don't do those. You're just sending the government your spit and your DNA. And we're like, wait, what? So we ended up not doing it, but I think that's pretty stupid because I mean everybody already has all of our Everyone has our information anyways. Who cares? And don't, don't commit crimes. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you'll be fine. Like, I don't... True. <laughs> Strong I th- point. I think, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> I don't think out of the millions of people that have sent their DNA in and that DNA that they have on hand in general, I don't think that your DNA would be compromised out of all the DNA that's out there. <laughs> I really do want to revisit it, though. It's, yeah, they sat in our cupboards for so long that I was like, we should really do that. And then we just never got around to doing it. So I'm going to put that on my to-do list. See what little Nora's made up of. Well, Sunny, thank you so much for coming on the session. It was lovely getting to talk to you. You are a special human being and cannot wait to see more of you on, uh, on Dynamite Rampage, whatever show you happen to be on. I'm watching. You're the best, Renee. Thank you so much. And I just think that you're absolutely wonderful. And I love what you're doing. And you're a beautiful and talented human being. And I'm so glad that I just know you. Like, you're wonderful. I've been such a huge fan. So thank you for allowing me the pleasure of being on your wonderful show. Yes, thank you. It's You know what? It really is cool the way... It's just like how people are able to like connect and whatnot. I mean, you and I were obviously able to meet through AEW with John being at AEW and whatnot, but it is really cool um, to get to like meet new people and cross paths with people and see people like flourish in their careers and all that. It, it is really, really cool. I want to tell you what you said to me, but I'm going to wait till we get off the air first. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the first thing you said to me? It's hilarious. <laughs> but I'll say off, I'll say off the air because this is not. It's not yeah. appropriate. <laughs> Sounds it's, like it's me. something really funny and inappropriate, but it's just it, it's cute because. I didn't care and I love you and oh it was just funny. But yeah, once we got on the air, it's super, oh, super funny. Oh <laughs> my God. Well, guys, maybe I'll let you know what it was. Maybe I won't. I'm not sure. But this has been Sunny Kiss <laughs> on the sessions. Thank you very much, Sunny, for taking the time out to hang with me. Would love to have you on anytime. You are a gem, a little ray of sunshine, I would say. A little 90s nostalgia throwback gem. Thank you for hanging out with me. Hopefully you guys got to take away a little bit more uh, about what what makes Sunny Kiss tick. Like I said at the beginning of the show, head on over to thevolume.com. Hit that merch tab. That's where you can get your sessions merch. It's all up there. The hoodie, the baseball tee, the trucker hat. I love a good trucker hat. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can never have enough of them. I live in them. That's my move. So 
you should have one too. I highly recommend it. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for listening to uh, to me and Sunny Kiss. Shoot the breeze. Check out that merch. Check out the YouTube. You know the drill. Do it all. Do all of the things. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode of The Sessions. Bye.